And that is Miranda Lambert with Kerosene. She talks about giving up on love, but we're not giving up on racing. I know a lot of guys that are, that are struggling right now. They're struggling to keep up with the changing handicapping uh, terrain. Um, some of you guys want to look at... I was talking to a, a handicapper yesterday, and he was telling me um, how he looked at figures, and he basically bases on figures. You can't that much anymore because figures are overbet. Figures, everybody's got figures. Everybody. Your grandmother has got figures. Trust me, I'm not talking bad about your grandmother. I like her a lot. You know, she's probably smarter than you. <laughs> um, but um, it just, people, you have to change how you handicap. You can't handicap like you're in 1994. Looking at figures, looking at bias, everybody does that. Just watch the NYRA and Andy Serling. Just watch him. It's all, everybody handicaps just like Andy. It's gone to now to where I strongly believe that you have to handicap with the one proven commodity, the horse. You have to start understanding horses better. And, and, I was, and I just released a, a blog out to all my subscribers and talking about how uh, we're looking for the run for the roses. And we're not, you know, you hear this all the time. You hear, oh, that horse ran so well last time out. I, I got to wait until the figure comes out and see how good a race he ran. That doesn't make any sense. That's pretty much a very much a oxymoron statement. On one hand, you're saying how good the horse looked doing it, and then the next one you're saying you don't know because you've got you've to look at figures. You can't look at figures anymore. Everybody does it. Unless you've got some super-duper fit figure that tells you everything. You know, buyers are over overlooked at, and they're basically wrong a lot of the times. The thoroughgraphs, everybody looks at that. You always hear how, oh, the sheep players had that one, but you never hear when the heat sheep players take a bath on one. Figures are just a part of it. I don't look at figures. I let my eyes judge what I see. So in this triple crown, I let my eyes judge from horse flesh. We did it last year. I did it with Animal Kingdom. We did it you know, with uh, maximum security, we got taken down and that still stings for a lot of us and I hate to bring that up. But the whole issue about what we're talking about is being able to cash tickets. It's a paramutual game. Can I remind you that? If you're getting tips from your neighborhood bookie, I would not be playing them because it's all about Paramutual betting. You're betting against the next person. You're betting against your bookie. You're betting against your, your best friend. You're betting against the public. You're betting against the morning line maker at Gulfstream Park. So when you're looking at what you're doing and you're handicapping the same way you did in 1992, then you're, days have gone by you. It's like you can't, you name me the top trainer in 1992. He's not the top trainer anymore. Why? Because the game has, has, has passed him by. The game has passed you by. So now you've got to handicap another way. How do you handicap?
And we've talked about that in, 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 uh, over and over in, 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 our, in our blogs, that you have to do things that other people don't do. You have to look at post-position studies. Not very many people do it. They just, you know, they automatically assume the rail's no good. They automatically assume that speed is good. You hear handicappers. Well, you drew the one hole. Oh, but speed is good. You know, I got to find who's going to make the lead. Everybody does the same thing. You're out there trying to find who gets the lead with the fastest figure and if he drew anything other than the one hole. Well, everybody does that. So when you're doing your handicapping, you've got to start thinking of doing something different. And if you keep losing, it's time for you to do something different. My whole niche is looking at horses in the morning, how they travel, how they move. You can't forge that. And that's the biggest thing. Because not only are you dealing with all these negative things that are going on, changing in the terrain, handicapping and figures that are overused, but you're also dealing with a lot of forces that are, uh, that are giving you wrong information. Manipulating the workout rankings, manipulating workout times, manipulating bullets. If that's part of your game, and by the way, with the bullet works, come on, folks. You guys use it just to solidify who you like. Don't you ever hear it on TVG? That's how everybody handicaps, like they do. Oh, he's dropping in class. Trainer wins 20%. He's going to get the lead. And then you get the tagline. Oh, and he's got a bullet work since last. It, it's just the tag. And what has happened in, is that clockers are listening. They're not going to give you the true bullets. I've been working hard at it making sure that my algorithm adjusts for what they do. And we set our own bullets most of the time. If I didn't see the work. Uh, there was a team the other day. Three horses out of the gate. The first one goes. The, the, the fir- the, one of them went three eighths. And 35 and two. Second one got. And was third best out of the gate early. Because they flew in 34 and four. The other two horses went a half mile. In 46 and four. And 47 two. The 46 and four went out to work five eighths. In a minute and two. The 47 and 2 finished second best, and then the 35 was the third best out of that set. Well, the 35 was the fastest work in the morning, according to the clockers. That horse got a bullet, and he was third best in a, in a team drill. The horse that was second best got two out of 46, was second fastest half mile in, uh, for half miles. People are going to notice that. The winner, the horse that was fastest in the mall, got seven out of 53. Yeah, he, was, he had a bullet work at three, he was the bullet work at four, and at five-eighths on the gallop out that he got the gallop out, he was seven out of 32. Goes right, under, goes right over your head. You don't even see it. You don't even know it. That's the manipulation of the workout rankings because he worked a half, galloped out five. He got the gallop out time, the half would have been a, a, a bullet work. That's how things work. They're manipulating the way you look at workouts. Because people can't say, well, you're wrong. The worst of them are is when the ones that, the, the tracks that use the hundredths of a second. 
because you can manipulate those. You can give the winner of a team drill a minute 82, and you can give the loser of the team drill 1180, or a, 10, a minute 80. And the, the winner gets a minute 82, and the loser gets a minute 80. So the minute 80 is ranked higher than the minute 82. The way they rank things and the way they manipulate the workout rankings, and you can see it all the time when you look at XBT workouts from New York, are, have changed the way I look at workouts. Because I cannot, now I can identify those and make them right in my in our database. So think about all the things that we can't catch and all the manipulation. And you're still handicapping like it's 1999. Prince is no longer with us now. You know, Purple Rain. Get out of the 1990s and start handicapping in the year 2020. The key is how horses look and move. Because that's something that cannot be done by everybody. DRF's going to tell you something? Hell no. If they don't see it on their stopwatch, it ain't going to happen. Besides, they're sitting on the clocker's laps. They'll never tell you anything. So, and I'm sure DRF Welsh hates me for that, but I don't really don't give a shit. I really don't. To me, I know what he is. And he takes advantage of you. And a lot of people take advantage of the horse player. Why don't we stand up? But no. It's very hard to do things. You know. I think Hannah tried to. The Horse Players Association. And. That fell apart. Because nothing ever got done. Too many egos in a room. That's the other part of this game. Put your ego aside. You got to put your ego aside. You got to stop telling yourself you're the best ever. I'm a good handicapper. I know what I'm doing. I, no, you don't. I don't. Everybody else doesn't. You know. We're only good and best at one time or another in our career and what we do. That's when you can just jump, jump up and run around, run around the track with your arrows up in the air and say, I'm the best. But day in and day out, there's no such thing. But you can help yourself by putting your ego aside and saying, you know, I don't know this. I don't know workouts. I don't know horses. Let me learn more. I know biases and figures. Well, guess what? Everybody else does. I've said it about eight times already. You got to get that through your skull. There's a buddy of mine, Jeff, that listens all the time. Am I getting through your skull, Jeff? Because he always, he, he, we, we, had, we had a great dinner and I love him to death. Sorry, buddy. Even my, even, even Joe said something, you know, I brought your name up, but he said it. He was there with us, but he brought the sheets, and we talked about, and we talked about numbers. For you to be successful at the races, you have to do something that other people are not. Some of you are investors. Do you do what everybody else does on the Wall Street Journal? No. You're smart. You find ways to find things. That's how you got to do in racing. Don't mean to hit you right between the eyes. You know, maybe it's good that I'm over here. I don't have a baseball bat or something, you know. feel like the Sopranos thing, you know. 
I don't know if you ever seen the Sopranos clip where the guy was wearing a hat in a restaurant and Tony went over and told him to take the hat off. That was the funniest, that was one of the greatest scenes ever. The look on his face. No, you take the hat off. Sir, I asked you nicely to take your hat off. You know. You know, so um, we got a, lot, a few things I want to cover with you too. The start of the Triple Crown season starts this weekend with the Holy Bowl, really. Smarty Jones is okay, but that'll end up eventually culminate in the Arkansas Derby. But the run to the Florida Derby starts this Saturday. Uh, Tis the Law is going to go in there. I'm going to, let me see, if nobody else is listening, I'm going to tell you. I think he can win the, 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 the Holy Bowl, and if he does, he's going to be on everybody's words. I don't like him going further than a mile. He looks that way, acts that way. I just don't know if he can. He's built like a sprinter, act moves like a sprinter, and these constitutions are all speed, and they're gonna and, and I don't know if they can go that far. So keep that in mind. That also goes for Independence Hall. He's got one way to go. He doesn't have a shut off button. And I you know, we're gonna see what he's like going into the uh into the Sam F. Davis, which has been accredited now to the for the Kentucky Derby points, so keep that in mind. But stay on top of everything by getting our subscriptions. You can go to racingwithbruno.com. Or in fact, send me an email or you can, um, and I will set you up with, with a great deal. Say, hey, Bruno, I heard you on the podcast. Get me a great deal. I'll set you up with that. Just me and you. Just me and you. So let's do that. Um, also, um, I have a really nice Vancouver Colt yearling. Vancouver is a Medallador stallion that won a grade one in Australia, um, he's a Medalladoro out of a Dane Hill mare, I believe. And I've got my Officer Leah, which is my best mare, that's, that I have a foal that's really nice. I put the video. It's, I've, I can send you something if you're interested. I've got 10% off. 10%, I'm sorry, 10% available. I'm keeping 55%. I wish I could keep 100% of all my horses, but I can't. just can't afford them. So uh, I've got 10% left. Um, and... Get a hold of me. Let's work it out. You'll really be happy. He's a really nice colt that's got, that's got a lot of... I, I, I toyed with the idea of running and you know, seeing if I can get him out to Europe and um, start you know, prepping him as a two-year-old to go to Europe and see what happens. The mare is very forward. She's, she, can, she can send you or put a lot of speed on a horse. She, uh, the mare is by, by officer and out of a Danzig stallion, uh, Broodmare Sire. Uh, so keep that in mind. My email is brunoracingbruno.com. You guys know how to get a hold of me. Just get a hold of me. Email me and say, hey, Bruno, I heard you on the podcast. Give me a great deal and I'll take care of you. So anyway, not to, uh, so I want to really want to make it up to, to Miranda Lambert and I'm going to let her finish her song here and go from there. All right. I'll see you guys later. Hey.